On this episode, we're going to cover Jordan's recent trip to the parks, including some coverage from Food and Wine Festival. This is episode 83 of the Off the Monorails podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Off the Monorails podcast. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ryan, and uh, I am alongside my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Jordan. So, fellas, how are we doing today? This is a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing doing all right. How are you doing, man? We're doing good. We're doing good. Doing good here. Doing good here. So, um, as Justin teased, you know, we got some uh, some park coverage and some festival coverage to to unfold on this, this episode, but... Before we get into that, we're just going to, you know, do some little updates here and there and, and see what's new in the world of Disney. But, you know, um, it's good to be back in the swing of things. We took a little little break from recording and um, Jordan got to enjoy his his weekend down with the family, uh, which is always yeah. fantastic. But, um, yeah, to start off with, before we go any further, uh, I would like to plug our website, offthemonorails.com. This is where you will find anything and everything about us from all of our social platform links, our blogs. We have a great merch store, but I'd hate, I don't want to skip over the blogs. The blogs are amazing. We, uh, we cover full weekends. We cover dining experiences. Uh, we do some uh, in-depth re- uh, recaps from past episodes, uh, such as one that Justin did for all the bathrooms that we like to uh, be a little biased towards, I guess, if you will. <laughs> we got our favorites that we hit regularly. Say that. Um, but yeah, I- I- anything, there's food pictures, uh, lots of great tips and tricks within the parks and the resorts. Um, and again, the merch, uh, Jordan kills the merch. All these t-shirt designs, you know, pretty much come off of the, the tip of his pen. And um, it's just ideas we all drum up together and Jordan makes them come to life. Uh, we've got bags, we've got drinkware. You name it, and um, all proceeds from the shop help the operations of our show. So that's always a major plus. But nevertheless, uh, offthemonorails.com, and from there you will find links to all of our socials. And uh, yeah, it's just a great place to come hang out. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the merch, and we are we're testing out some some fresh designs as we speak. So everybody listening stay tuned it is spooky season after all so you got to get in the mood and i would also uh like to point out as well we are as of this current recording we are uh one day post hurricane idalia so we hope that everybody that uh was in the path of it that listens to us and does not listen to us i hope you guys are all good hope your family as well and uh hopefully we can y'all recollect at the park soon and uh get back to normalcy yeah uh thanks justin because yeah we were we were like right in the path of that it looked like for it looked you know, scary for, for a while it looked like it was dead aim at us here in uh northeast florida area and yeah it was uh it would you know lucky enough for us you know when this thing when the hurricane made landfall at nearly a category four uh you know it shifted north you know northwest a little bit on us and uh hit enough hit enough ground and slowed 
you know, slowed down the winds pretty, pretty greatly uh, once it, once it got over land. So not much impact here. Uh, so we were, we were definitely, the, you know, on the lucky side of that, but there are definitely some impacted areas in, in Florida and in, in Georgia. Uh, so uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to, to anyone affected by that or displaced by it. So uh, we'll uh, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely keep You'll be in our mind. thoughts. Yeah, yeah, we were we were on the cusp of uh, being in some of the really bad stuff because we are Jordan is actually in the northern portion of Jacksonville, and we're about an hour west of there, and um, about another hour west of where Justin and I live, um, just past like Lake City and all that. That's where the eye wall and stuff came through and really yeah. did yeah. some damage. It so, was close I mean, to home. You're talking about an hour drive's difference of, of where the destruction path is. So I feel very fortunate. And like Jordan said, you know, for everyone that's uh, suffered loss or, you know, any, any type of damage or displacement from the storm, just, yeah, my thoughts and prayers are with, with everyone involved And Florida always builds back, man. That's, that's, you know, one of the great things about this state is we, we always find a way to rebuild and, um, you know, it was good to see that the the parks on a on a better topic. You know, the parks never really had to seize operations throughout uh, right. the course of all this. So, um, I did see on TikTok a, a few different TikToks that some resort rooms were a little cheap, and we yeah. were, we were on the teeter totter of of just hauling <laughs> ass down there and staying down there for the in weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Those but, wait times, those wait times were very tempting on uh, oh. that day too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were responsible adults for once. Like we're, I haven't been to Disney now since father's day weekend. So it, it, it like mm. any, any chance that I, that I can like even just scratch at maybe getting down to the parks. Like I'm, I'm clawing at my face, just trying to get a park reservation right now. <laughs> like I want to so bad, but I'm trying to be responsible. <laughs> <laughs> y'all y'all get any more than park reservations <laughs> in all seriousness ryan we, you need to get we need to get you back to disney uh pretty quickly yeah yeah um i need it it's, it's sooner than later now at this point um you know my kids are doing cheerleading and stuff right now so the next like five to six weekends are booked up for us but once uh once their football season's over uh, then it'll be back, back to being our typical Disney nerd family that we are. And I, for one, cannot wait. And really the good thing is, is that by the time we get to go again, the weather is going to be much more fair than it is now. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm not complaining right. whatsoever. I was about to say you're, you're, you said your football season It's like, well, yeah, then it's going to be hoodie, here. hoodie season. Disney. <laughs> It'll yeah, get much better so, than that. Well, the it good doesn't. thing, the good thing is, is that by then I can just save up some money and, you know, Give one of our friends at the world of DVC a call. Maybe I can get us a little, a little something, something on the books. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now we're talking DVC rental store. That's the place. Save money. Go live it up. That's it. Listen to the man. So what else we got uh new coming out of the pipelines here, fellas in the Disney world? Well, uh, we are three episodes deep in Ahsoka. Uh, for those that are unfamiliar, this is a spinoff of uh, one of the star Wars characters if you are unfamiliar with them. And uh, Ahsoka is a badass of a... Uh, she she was a Jedi. She's been trained as a Jedi, but she's kind of independent at the moment uh, with this storyline. So, 
you know, I've I've recorded a little something something on TikTok <laughs> and threw it up there. You know, spoiler alert. You know, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, there there's slightly some spoilers on there. But you know what? That's your own fault at this point. <laughs> I do not regret it. But uh, seriously, though, gentlemen, it's a great series. And uh, Jordan, uh, I think we have something drummed up that we uh, want to present to the people yeah. regarding Ahsoka. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, we do have a Patreon, uh, and you're probably familiar if you listen to podcasts a lot uh, or other creators, you're probably familiar with with Patreon and uh, just some exclusive content that allows uh, creators uh, such as ourselves to do. Uh, and so what we thought, we you know, we're, we're into a lot of these series, especially on Disney Plus, and Ahsoka is one of those that we're really into. And we want we want a good place, a good a good medium and good platform to talk about these series more in depth. Uh, and so uh, we decided that, well, maybe let's have, you know, use Patreon as a place where we can talk about some of these series more in detail. Uh, so we will be starting a new series on our Patreon, exclusive for our Patreon uh, members to listen to. And, uh, and basically we'll just be recapping uh, the series as it moves along. Uh, so if you like that type of content and want to kind of get in on the discussion, this also will allow, you know, everyone to kind of interact more alongside us and, and kind of be involved in the discussion. So uh, if you want to go check that out and learn more, uh, there's a link in our episode description as well as on our website. Just go check out our Patreon. It's on all of our social links and uh, just go check out our Patreon. There's membership tiers for, around for everybody. Uh, there's nice other perks to go with that, including the exclusive content uh, like this. So we're very excited about it because we like talking uh, about, you know, like, like I said, about these series and Ahsoka is one current right now that we're really on to. So uh, yeah, just uh, looking forward to some really great discussion and, and having finally having a place of you know uh, the right place it feels like for for this type of discussion Couldn't yeah and, uh, and i'm looking forward to it yeah the good thing is too is i have yet to watch an episode of it and i'm doing this on purpose so when we go to do this i will get a true organic reaction you know to the series and uh you get to see my confusion and you know then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden the puzzle piece falling into place and the little tiny light bulb going off in my head like oh okay now i get it yeah. Well, and I think it's great too because you kind of get this. You're gonna you're gonna have this from three different perspectives, right? Where Justin historically has much more. He's much more involved in the in you know deeper in, uh, into the Star saga. Wars, right? Yeah, like, and the right, whole like lore all of Star it. Wars, like yeah. everything, right? Like going from it and a little bit more of the backstory with the Clone Wars and the Rebels uh, animated series that kind of lead right into the Ahsoka series, um, but. You know, and myself, where I'm very familiar with the with the Star Wars franchise, seen all the movies, I've seen some of the Clone Wars and Rebels, seen all the you know Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and, but I still probably not quite to that level. Of Justin and then Ryan's very fresh to it, so I think we have we can provide a good some, balance, yeah, of unique perspectives um, all it's around. Like the force. And so, yeah, there's, there's going to be, I think there's going to be some discussion there for everybody. So if you're just getting into Star Wars or just getting into some of these series, uh, then I think this is a rightful place for you. Or if you're, you know, if you're a true Star Wars fanatic, I think there's going to be, you know, uh, a little bit, you know, discussion for you there too. So I think it's going to be fitting for everybody, which is really, really cool. Yep. Just call me young Padawan. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, with the, the news and updates aside, I think it is time to jump into Jordan's trip and uh, let's talk some food and some experiences and resorts that you visited and stayed at. All of it. Let's let's go, Jordan. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this one's this one's especially for uh, for Ryan. Uh, I dedicate this one to you, sir. Uh, hopefully we'll oh, get you him. at these parks very uh, you know soon. Uh, so, yeah, it you know, this one was a good trip. It was our first opportunity, uh, just the way things have lined up. Uh, with school starting back and and such, uh, it's our first opportunity to go to Epcot and enjoy uh, food and wine festival. Um, so even though we were at Disney, uh, maybe three to four weeks ago, uh, it was just you know one of those things that lined up the way it did. And uh, you know we when we stayed at Old Key West, we weren't able to to go to the festival. That was the first weekend. If you haven't listened to that episode, by by the way, go back and listen to our uh, our trip recap. Staying at Old Key West Resort, really, really cool. Stayed there for the first time uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, but this trip, we decided to kind of take on a whim. Uh, we booked everything kind of last minute. I think it was like the Tuesday before we left, and we left on a Friday. And so this was one of those that was one of those last minute things. And uh, so we knew we wanted to go. We just didn't book everything. And you know, we we took the opportunity because of because of that. Not a lot of availability was there for. Disney resorts and on site and on property, but we did stay at uh, a, a good neighbor hotel, uh, a new one for for us and my, and my party, uh, and it was uh, over in Flamingo Crossing. Uh, if you're familiar okay. with that area, oh, it's yeah. right off of Western Way, very easy, literally like three minutes away from the gates of Walt Disney World, and super easy drive. It's probably five to ten minutes away from Coronado Springs, uh, and it was about probably 15 minutes to to the parks respectively whether it's going to epcot or to match not Kingdom. bad uh but the, the we stayed at the home two suites over there hilton property it kind of meshes yep. right together with uh with homewood suites and then there's a few marriott properties over there as well it's nestled into a nice little shopping center it's got a target and some other things some some food places and nice little brewery over there too um and uh and then it's kind of you know it's in the Horizon West neighborhood as well, so it's kind of just a like little bit you down can the eat good there. You could seriously, yeah, you can. Uh, there's you know we we went down the road Friday night when we were getting into town. Uh, we went over to the New York City uh, New York City Beer Project, mm. which is a really cool restaurant. Uh, it's also a tap room, uh, but really good food. I highly recommend it if you're in that area, the Horizon West area. Uh, go check out this place. It was really good food. A uh, really good beer and a really cool atmosphere, and so uh, yeah, definitely go check them out. It was uh, it was a really good place. But go to the hotel. The hotel was set up kind of like a really like a resort, right? Like it had more of a resort style, like swimming area. It had some nice mm-hmm. breezeways outside. Uh, it had plenty of like outdoor grill areas, like really nice setups. Uh, and like I said, it was kind of this whole kind of complex of the home two and the home wood suites there uh, was really just really nice accommodations. I was pleasantly surprised when we walked in and uh, you know, and then the rooms themselves are just, you know, your standard home two suites, which we love because it allows a little more space for the family, you know, got that extra living space, a little bit of kitchen space is to, you know, to cook as well if you want to. But I'm assuming two bedroom. It, no, so this was a um, this was a studio. It was a two queen okay. bed, 
with a sofa bed as well and then kind of like curtains off so you you can kind of make the living room area its own little thing and then it's got like the kitchenette area too so you got a full-size fridge uh you've got a cooking surface you've got microwave dishwasher all that jazz and then uh you know bathroom but uh like i said i mean if you've stayed at home two suites it was a home two suites uh room uh so nothing nothing crazy but good accommodations for what we were what we were doing so yeah so saturday morning we woke up uh first thing to to get to magic kingdom so we wanted to try to get to magic kingdom essentially as early as park open as possible uh we didn't have the extra hours being off site but uh we wanted to try to get there pretty much as close to regular park hours uh, open as possible so uh we got to uh, the uh to the parking lots which the trams are you know fully running uh got to the ferry boat and walked through the front gates of magic kingdom at about 9 30. Uh, so it's about 30 minutes it took us because i think we pulled into the parking right at nine o'clock so it took about 30 minutes to Sounds get from right. you know from our parking spot to the gates of magic kingdom um which wasn't terrible and it was a nice boat ride on the ferry boats, not too, not too busy, which is also great. It's also what we've learned this, this time of year, uh, this, you know, this last week of August, first week of September timeframe, uh, which when we took this trip, uh, it's historically, we've taken this trip, uh, for the past several years, whether it's, you know, that weekend or the, the weekend after, you know, the Labor Day weekend. And based on our experience, we've, we've had little to no waits, you know, little crowds. Uh, so, it's been a really good weekend for us to visit. And so I would strongly recommend if you're looking for a lower crowd time frame, going to Disney. I think we have, you know, just a lot of good things working with us. Uh, you've got, you know, colleges and universities starting again, uh, you know, regular schools back in session, you, you know, for, for most counties in Florida, uh, you know, by then as well. So yeah, it's just got a lot of great things working for you time-wise. And so, I think we'll continue to go on, you know, around this, you know, around these couple of weeks uh, going forward uh, because we have the past few years and it's been the same uh, every, every time. So, but yeah, got into Magic Kingdom and, uh, you know, first order of business for me uh, was Jungle Cruise. I haven't been on Jungle Cruise in probably a <laughs> year uh, because every time I try to go on it, it's an hour plus. And so I just, I just wasn't going to do that. Um, we didn't, we didn't purchase any genie plus or anything like that. We just take the day as it came. Uh, so when we got over to, uh, jungle cruise, it was a posted as a 25 minute wait, which was great. Uh, I take it. Uh, I think we waited maybe, maybe, maybe 15 minutes. Uh, so it's beautiful. Uh, now, this was my first time on Jungle Cruise since they've changed everything on that ride. I mean, there's been some major, major, yeah. not just the ending scene. Now they've changed the first, the opening scene. Uh, they've changed, uh, you know, with all the gorillas and everything they've changed. Uh, I mean, they've changed a lot. They've changed the, with the, with the rhino and all of them stacked up on that pole, you know, uh, like I need to revisit. Yeah. This thing too. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been changed quite a lot. And then of course, Trader Sam is, no longer there uh with with that ending scene uh so it was good we had a good we had good skipper which i appreciate uh some really good dad jokes and uh yeah it was just it's a good ride i I still love you know i still love going on it um if it you know it felt different it felt different with all the changes but it's okay um and i will say the the um 
I had a little bit more of appreciation. Not that I didn't appreciate the Jungle Cruise because it's one of my favorites, but watching the that Disney series behind the attraction, behind the attraction, yes. Um, and we watched the Jungle Cruise episode where they went to all the jungle. They showed all the Jungle Cruises from around the world and how they differ and things like that and the concepts for them. And so that also gave me a little bit more appreciation just for the ride itself. I, I love those shows and the kind of behind the scenes and we'll get to, Always. we'll get to another, uh, you know, n- another one of those episodes that, of, that influenced uh, mm-hmm. a ride experience for me uh, this trip. Uh, so yeah, it was, but it's always good to go on the jungle cruise. And so, yeah, we had a good time. We went on Aladdin's uh, magic carpets or what, whatever they're actually called there um, after that. And first time ever, I actually wrote those. <laughs> I usually send them out. Usually I'm grabbing a snack over at the, you know, wait a minute. Isn't your favorite movie Aladdin? Yeah, but I've never written the magic carpets because Ooh. it's like, it's Dumbo, man. It's Dumbo, right? I'm usually the one grabbing snacks, man. While well, the kids go on the ride. So I don't know. I, this is one of them. You, you took the L on this one. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I went on it. All right. I went on it. Yeah. You, you finally crossed it off. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, and, uh, you know, a couple episodes back, we've been able to do a lot of things at Disney, but there's still some things we haven't I, done, including the magic. You haven't done that one. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So <laughs> don't worry. We'll find one you haven't done, Justin. Um, <laughs> oh, more than likely. I mean, he just wrote figment for the first time last year. So yeah, there you go. <sighs> there Never wrote dinosaur. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, that was the easy one. I could tell you that one. Yeah. Um, there's some fun facts about dinosaur ride too. We'll, uh, we'll cover that later. That's another episode. Um, yeah. So next ride, uh, which again, I'd said I had another appreciation for watching after watching the, uh, the show, uh, and the featured episode behind the attraction for haunted mansion. And that's such a good one. It is so good. Especially if you've seen the if you've seen the show and, and how the, how the two how you know how the two designers the two imagineers really complemented their styles with each other they really honed in on each other's like positives and negatives and turned it into something absolutely wonderful yes yes it's such a great ride and it looks so good with all the updates so this ride just yes. reopened a couple of weeks ago uh you know the rumor was that a hatbox ghost was going to be placed in there at least this go around for of closure it isn't there still there's still a nice black curtain right there at the uh, hallway scene where he's going to be featured at uh but let me say madame leota looks great she's got extra like you know there's extra lighting and effects and her hair looks great it's like nice and wavy now Ticked it up yeah uh, the they they you know did more touches on the lighting in the ballroom where they're where they're dancing uh um, nice. they've got the graveyard was relit it looks great uh the mummy is now in the graveyard he's coming out there too uh it was just the they they made some really good enhancements which you know i mentioned when we were talking about this rumor about you know hatbox ghost will or won't it right. at the, during this closure you know, I had mentioned like hopefully they'll take this opportunity to to do some some of those little things, you and they did? did, and they really did, and it, it definitely made a difference. Like it was, it was noticeable when you were on that ride and be able to say, "Oh, look, I I can this actually looks better." Uh, so I think it's fantastic. Um, 
Also, by the way, real quick, um, again, not an ad, but did you see the Roosevelt's Haunted Mansion collection that dropped? Oh, oh yeah. Finally. Yeah. Finally, it's about time that they that it looks they good. Release this one. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, not a again, not an ad, but we love Roosevelt's and uh, Roosevelt's. If you're listening, you already know this. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, after after that, we made our way all the way over to uh, to Fantasyland. And, uh, of course, the Mad Tea Party was calling our name. Uh, and again, was it Liddy? It was just a walk on, man. It was a walk on. So it's very, man, very easy buddy. just to go and and have a spin, you know, uh, over to uh, when we got done with that. We want to try I had on my list to try some of the seasonal treats that you can get um, outside of the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. So on that list is uh, from the Cheshire Cafe, which is right there next to uh, next to the Mad Tea Party. And I know what you got at the Cheshire Cafe. You can find the Witch's Cold Brew, which is uh, a vanilla cold brew, Joffrey's cold brew uh, with a pumpkin uh, foam cream on top. Ooh. Uh, it was it was good. It was good. I mean, it was like that perfect amount of sweetness. Just a solid, solid cold straight brew. to the point. Yeah, so, solid cold brew. Um, now, uh, my wife ended up drinking most of it, but she added some creamer because she doesn't like the bitterness of cold brew. But nonetheless, that's where it is. So, if you are looking for a seasonal treat um, outside of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, then that is one for you. The other one, the only other one that is available at Magic Kingdom. That is a seasonal slash, you know, Halloween treat that's not, you know, that you don't have to be at the Halloween party for is over in Tomorrowland at Anti-Gravities. And that's the apple fritter milkshake. I did not get a chance to try this, but it will be available through, you know, through the fall season. So I will eventually have this. So so you're telling me that you went to Cheshire's Cafe and you didn't get a uh... cattail? Yeah, a cattail. Oh, I definitely got a cattail. Your favorite treat? No, I got. I'm about to say, I know you didn't just walk up to that counter and get a cold brew alone. No, no, no. You know, (laughs) you know, cattail had to be purchased. So he's got to stay on brand. Yeah, yeah. That that's I was checking on. Yeah. So yes, thanks. That yes, that's definitely my uh, go-to at Magic Kingdom for that early snack. So uh, featured as featured on our uh, ultimate snack episode. It sure is. Yep. Yeah. Hell, I've I've eaten that just for breakfast before. I mean, that's, that's yeah. I have yeah. solid offering. It is. It really. Whenever is. they're open, yeah, <laughs> they have been. They've been open more frequently now. Like they used to be. Oh, it used to be hit or miss, and now I like every right. time we've gone to go over there, they've been open. And Did they so, run out so, of cups at any point in time this weekend? No, <laughs> no way. No, well, and like I said, I mean, it was. It's a very. It was low wait times, right? Like there was. Like, so we, Haunted Mansion was the longest wait, and it was probably 20 minutes. Like, actual damn, wait that's time. pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh, um, um, speaking of Haunted Mansion, I'm, I'm a little late to the party on this because I, I was just, you know, in, in thought of listening to you a while ago. But the, the like, uh, facade of Haunted Mansion at Disneyland is getting expanded. Yes. Yes, it is. Do you, yeah. do you think that's going to kind of lean towards maybe them doing something to Disney World's facade? Because I think it could use it. So it could use it, but they the layout they, they like to keep weird. them separate. 
Well, yeah. that's the problem. That's the problem, Brian, is there's the, where, where there's no, yeah. I mean, understandably that Disneyland is much smaller than Disney World, but right. the footprint of the area where Haunted Mansion is in Liberty Square versus New Orleans Square and Disneyland that's the the part of this expansion right. in Disneyland is they are going to basically repurpose this area of New Orleans Square to really it's really to to blend Tiana's Bayou Adventure in that area to the area where Haunted Mansion is at. And so yeah. it kind of creates this like this thing Forestry, in the, this, well, mansion. it's just this thing in the middle and it's just this blended yeah. courtyard kind of It's going to give us some continuity. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. I mean there's some people there's some people out there some you know the disney purists yeah. that are like why why are they doing this they're messing this up this has nothing to do like i'm fine with it and uh, hashtag this is, get over it well this is me saying i'm <laughs> fine with it have never having never been to disneyland uh and so i can't i'm okay with it i, I mean without without having other context and my own personal experience anything to add to the parks and in and improve the experience i think that's what they're trying to do so yeah but does it come to disney world i don't think so probably not i don't think so sorry about the tangent i just had an afterthought (laughs) yeah but but you do bring a good question though because of the reasoning they're doing that over at disneyland eventually we're going to have the same kind of idea done over in frontierland whenever tiana gets put in yeah incorporated into where it's at yeah and we're nowhere near liberty square there that's nowhere near liberty square on the disney world footprint because it's in frontierland like you just said so what what is going to be added to this area to make it make sense you know if you will i i think i think what they're going to have to do well i think in disney world what they're going to have to do is lean more into the bayou aspect of it yeah and and because it kind of plays into the atmosphere of Frontierland more and then just kind of lean into it. And I do think we'll probably see Pecos Bill go away, yep. uh, but, and be converted. And I think that's where your blend will occur. So, hmm. you know, we'll in see. the name of progress, we'll see, but yeah. Thank you exactly. for our micro like, TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> but, but think about it too. Just, just real quick. Just think about this. It's going to go from pirates in, th- in transition to Tiana's from Pirates then onward to uh, Big Thunder. Yeah. So think about that transition. And then if you go beyond that to the right, down by Country Bears. Like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff that has to get transitioned all through that area. Imagineer is going to be hard at work. I mean, that's, that's what they're... They got their work cut out for them. They, they, well, but guess what, man? And like... They they're magicians. They're magicians already. Hear me out on this. I have the perfect amount of tasteful transition that also caters towards people our age that are the main demographic of bringing children to the parks right now. Okay. And this movie's making a pop culture resurgence. They transition the country bear jamboree into Lester's possum park jamboree. <laughs> it's in the swamp. You're not wrong. He's not wrong. I, I mean, not wrong. You, know, you, you heard think, it here. You think the country bears what if, really? What if they done like out? a Robin Hood thing there with the country bears? Uh, no. I would like to see Lester's possum party jamboree. Personally, <laughs> I'm going to stand on that soapbox and die. <laughs> if that comes to Magic Kingdom, I would be shocked. But I hey. like the idea. 
they put Tron there, so anything's possible. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Well, Tomorrowland didn't have much going for it either, but yeah. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, Stitch just sits empty and vacated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, I mean, we got to we walked right past, uh, you know, Tiana's Bayou Adventure and and saw the Tiana's Foods, you know, uh, tower there and then all the scaffolding oh, that's around right. the mountain. Wreck that. Yep. so um so yeah it was it's interesting to see you know it all under construction and uh but uh, all yeah the trees you know, gone from you know there uh the briar patch and all that so it's just interesting to see uh all the construction going on over there and interesting to see again how this all how this all comes together eventually but we will find out very very soon so indeed but um Back over to uh, to Fantasyland. Oh, after teacups, nice trip on Dumbo. Like I said, pretty much literally walk on to that. I walk on to uh, to Barnstormer, uh, which is also really great because you know get some nice up close shots and views of Tron running from over there as well, which is a really cool perspective. And then it was just on over uh, to enjoy the rest of uh the rest of the ambiance on on main street for the, all the fall season because all the fall decorations are out and so really got an opportunity just to kind of walk and leisurely enjoy uh that setting it was super super hot that day so they, um there was and the crowd was coming into magic kingdom uh i think everyone kind of just was a you know late to rise yeah. on that saturday morning and uh so on our way out uh there's many more people on their way in so that was uh it was planned that way uh where we could just go and and uh get a nice afternoon break from uh from the crowds and the heat yeah. so like the uh have y'all taken the path that connects like the the uh storybook fantasy area to tron have y'all taken that little path yet that goes underneath the railroad tracks and everything yeah yeah Man, that is a great spot to catch some shade and in, in like in yeah. for it to be quiet and like not have a lot of foot traffic. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a great shady spot for that that midday, you know, kind of slump where the the sun's brutal and yeah, uh, you don't want to be around a bunch of people. Like I, I, I think that was so good that they added another segue basically into Tomorrowland to kind of break up some some crowd flow. Well, yeah, and just gives you another full circle path right and then yep. i mean i hope what i hope is is that they continue to add toward you know to the restaurant and i call it restaurant the little food stand there too and kind of add some mm. seating and things like like just keep adding to you know give me more reasons to go there more right yeah, like that's absolutely what I'm hoping for. i kind of lean into that a little bit but yeah um after after magic kingdom like i mentioned we we went back and uh got some got some rest uh, because the for the uh for the late afternoon into the evening it was all about one thing and that was that was dining and that was uh hitting some food at uh at food and wine and if you guys know if you know you guys listening know this already you know we're not high on uh food and wine festival it's not one of our favorite festivals it's probably actually collectively our least favorite festival throughout the year at Epcot. Would you agree, gentlemen? Fair assessment. Yes. Yeah. So, and it's pretty much just historically, it's just overplayed. It's, it's way too long. It's overhyped. Uh, there's crowds come out of the woodwork for it. Um, and sometimes it's just mediocre as, uh, when it comes to some of the items. And so 
you know, we put it to the test. We we previewed this episode, uh, and many of you listened to that episode. Uh, it is one of our most popular uh, yep, episodes. We have seen the response and, from it. <laughs> um, but so people are interested, and you know, we were too because they they changed. You know, I feel like they are listening to a lot of the people, and they've changed a lot about this festival. They changed a lot of uh, the menus around. That you know, they're, yeah, they're very. We, uh, they've been they've been very bad about sticking to the same menus for a lot of these booths right. over under over the years, and. It changed quite a bit. Go ahead. Ryan. Yeah, we, we came away from the preview episode very optimistic uh, for this one for a change. You know, the past couple of years, we've kind of downplayed it, like for the reasons Jordan said. But we came away from that preview episode uh, with a lot of anticipation for some of these new items because there is a ton of them. You could even say in some of those booths, we were impressed with their offerings this year. So. Well, at least uh, the prospect of them, right? So, or, yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. So that's what we had to do, right? We had to get to the details and really see, okay, like, is it, is it really worth it, right? Is it, you know, for all the hype, we hyped it, up. right? Did, <laughs> you know, we could feel good about some of the changes that they made all day long, but really, like, does it actually stand the test when we actually go to to eat it so we uh we rolled in uh probably about five o'clock or so uh so trying to get oh, that's prime trying time, to just huh? let this you know let this uh heat go down just a little bit first stop anyone want to take a guess at what our first stop for the festival was i'm gonna guess uh hawaii justin uh, uh, flavors from fire man those are all good guesses uh but no uh i went to brewing first brewing Okay, uh, which is, I like it. Yep, uh, which is also very fun this year because it's all Muppet themed. Uh, so really, yes. So yes. it's huh. okay. It's basically, um, they've basically been doing these experiments uh, in this like test kitchen, so to speak. And so it's really cool because everything in the Odyssey building, you know, they've been theming it for all these festivals. So like it was Figment, and then it was Orange Bird uh for like for the festival yards and for right for uh flower and garden well now it's all themed to the muppets in this this food lab that they've constructed and so any fans out there that love you know muppet vision and just the theming of the muppets and it's super well done super 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 well done uh it's all the tables everything are just great uh so and then of course this is where you know, these concoctions fit into these menu items. Uh, so this is the place where you've probably seen it blowing up by now um, on, on, you know, TikTok, Instagram, all that uh, with the, with the pickle shake. We talked about this uh, idea. Uh, so this is where you can find that. Uh, I did not partake in this whatsoever. So I'm not, a, not I'm not a pickle guy at all, but uh, I did go to, uh, standby of the peanut butter and jelly sticky wings for seven dollars and fifty cents, and also please and thank you the garlic parmesan wings for seven fifty. Um, also please and thank you the I would say out of these I actually preferred the garlic parmesan wings. Um, now don't get me wrong, the peanut butter and jelly wings were also very good. Um, they're just completely different flavor profiles, and at that right. moment in time. And for my palate, the garlic parmesan were definitely more fitting for for that time. I, That's fair. If you gave me those peanut butter and jelly wings, I would I would. They're going down the hatch yeah, all day long. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, for seven fifty, the the rate that wings are going for nowadays, I you got 
you got five wings for that price. That's really it's not, not terrible. Bad. It's not it's terrible. Like it's not terrible. Zaxby's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's, well, it's like if you go to any like real wing establishments, you're you're not. I mean, it's not hard to say that you're going to pay two dollars a wing sometimes easily. Yeah, right. So. So this was fine. Um, I think would I get it again? I would probably. I mean, I'm, if I'm in the mood for wings, sure. But I would probably rather go spend that money somewhere else. Um, I did. We did also get the Buffalo Brussels sprouts um, that had a plant uh, plant based blue cheese and ranch. Uh, those are also really good. Super good roasted. Yeah, I've heard really um, good things about those. Good, like, crispy. Good char. Yes. Yes. Uh, those are seven fifty. I'd say they're probably, probably. I mean, that it's expensive for those, but I want people to understand what their money's getting them. Still, very, very good. Um, and then also picked up uh, the beer flight as you do. So uh, this had the uh, this had the Sun King Brewing uh, Caperana Lager, the Brew Hub French Connection IPA, and the three dollars Brewing Old Fashioned Porter. Uh, the IPA was actually the winner on this one, guys. Uh, so, and I'm a Porter guy and, but the, the yeah, IPA I was thinking would, that old fashioned Porter would, would, you know, steal your heart, but yep, we'll get to another, another darker beer that <laughs> I definitely did. Uh, but out of this, out of the trio here, uh, we didn't get the cider on this trip because we had a lot of drinking to do. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, the, but out of this, out of the flight of beers, I would say the IPA was the winner for me. It was uh tart and fruity on the front end and then that natural, uh, bitterness coming in. Uh, on the back so uh and a little bit dry on the back too uh so if you like that kind of taste profile then uh then there you go uh from there gentlemen we moved right along outside naturally over to flavors from fire mm. and from for this one we got the menu i mean we essentially got the menu <laughs> uh so uh, we got the top to bottom the impossible thing. burger slider with wasabi cream and spicy Asian slaw on a sesame seed bun for six bucks. Uh, we got the smoked corn beef with house made potato chips, cheese curds, pickled That's onions, beer cheese fondue. Uh, that one that was for six fifty. Uh, we got the chimichurri marinated steak skirt steak taco with crushed avocado, uh, grilled corn salsa, pickled red onions, queso fresco, and cilantro lime cream for six fifty. And then the spiced chocolate tart with barbecue potato chip crust and salty uh, whiskey caramel and smoked sea salt uh, for four seventy five. This entire menu is brand new uh, this year. Uh, everything was good. Uh, I would say the best thing was the smoked corned beef. By far the best thing. Um, the pass for me on this one, the spiced chocolate tart. Yeah, do I've not heard a lot of people say be. that. Do not get it. It's and we we preview that and said that would be interesting. I, I thought so. it was going to be great. I, the potato and chip crust me, is what the does chocolate. Yeah. Yes, the chocolate is actually pretty good. It's it's exactly that that crust. It's because it's. I was expecting more of like literally like potato chips crushed up, and I think that would have been better. I th the way that they made this into a actual crust, it just does not work. So <laughs> potato chip I, granola. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's what it like. Um, yeah. So hard pass. Do not spend the four seventy five on that. Um, I honestly think the the skirt state taco. I I would pass on that too for six fifty. I'd much rather just go to Mexico and get their taco. Uh, the skate the steak itself really good, super good flavor. You could taste the fresh 
you know, smokiness from the grill right there on the meat. But uh, it just the they served it literally in a in a corn tortilla and that like they just pulled out of a package, you know, like it was just it left a lot. of They didn't throw it on the grill or anything. So I would skip that one as well. But smoked corned beef, I would definitely, definitely go back for that. It was really good. Possible slider was also really good. But here's the beer, guys. The Sagatuck Brewing Company's Bonfire Beer. I've told you. It, tell me That's about it. That's the one. It was yeah. great. I mean, it, the yeah. the, fla- the flavor on it was just gr- super good. Like if that's if you're after a dark beer, uh, this is the one at the festival, hands down. Don't don't look for anything else. If you want a dark beer, go get this beer. Yeah, chocolate malt. Yeah, oh, it was so it's, good. It's just, it had that nice. It had some smokiness to it. Yep. Uh, perfect balance though. Did not overpower anything. Uh, yeah, it's super worth it for Chris, you know, but full body. Oh, so yep. good. <laughs> yeah. 950 on the 12 ounce there, but go, go get it. It's, it's super good. Straight to pound. Um, yes. Uh, next the fry basket. I know you guys loved this one from last year, uh, oh, yeah. but they featured a bunch of new ones, uh, on the menu this year. So, uh, for the fry flights, uh, seven fifty. You got the, the sea salt and malt vinegar fries. I know you guys liked those a lot last year. Uh, they had the barbecue bacon fries with smoked aioli, and then they had the sweet potato casserole fries with pe- uh, candy pecans, toasted marshmallow cream, and maple bourbon glaze. These were all fantastic. This yeah. this flight is is really good. Uh, my favorite were the barbecue bacon fries. Yeah, the smoked uh, aioli. Favorite, yes, oh. yeah. Now the sweet potato casserole. The they're really good, mm-hmm. and there's the the sweet potato casserole fries were like a dessert, right? Like, yeah. I think they were equal to the barbecue fries, but they're totally different, right? Yeah, so, on the other right. end of the spectrum, sweet and then savory. Yes, yeah. yes. and then, quite literally. I'm again, I'm not a pickle guy, but uh, my wife did get the pickle fries. Uh, actually, my mom got the pickle who was with us uh, got the pickle fries first, uh, and uh, she loved them and. Uh, my wife took a bite of hers and liked them so much that I had to go and get another uh, order of the pickle fries. So yeah, I've heard that the good thing with the pickle fries is people were worried about it, but the breading, the the ratio of breading oh, to pickles. Yeah, yes, yeah, light breading. Um, and then uh, we we actually had had a uh, follower on Instagram uh, reach out and ask us to try. Uh, we put a, a poll, you know, questionnaire like. What do you want to see us try at the festival? And uh, they reached out and responded that they really wanted to know more about the Stone Brewing Buena Vista Salt and Lime Lager here oh, yeah. at this at this booth. And so we got it. We got it for science. Got it. We spent our money so that they could understand what uh, what this beer was all about. And I'll, let me tell you guys, this was perfect for the heat. Perfect summertime. Uh, you know, perfect Florida weather beer. Uh, it's that's the salt. I actually wanted it to be a little more salty, uh, kind of like it kind of lean more towards the Goza style beer, which mm-hmm. can be very salty. Like uh, but the lime flavor. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the lime flavor was just that it was just a little bit, a little dash, right? Just a little dash of lime. Uh, so super good stone brewing. They, they, they know what they're doing. Um, uh, and you should probably are very familiar with them. You can find them, <laughs> you know, some of their beers over at, um, uh, at baseline every now and then because uh, they are a california brewery uh but yes uh if you are looking for just a nice crisp uh beer uh with a slight uh slight different flavor profile at the festival then 
I think this one's a good one. The only drawback is, is this booth is very, very popular. Uh, so to wait in line for this beer, like I did, I literally went to the line and waited just for this beer. Uh, it was about a you know 10 minute wait uh, hey, because of just how popular. Day. But for the people, that's why we're here. That's why we do these things, right? We, we do this so that you can go and go to the festival and, and know that you're spending your money on, on good sure things. Make sure it's worth or the wait. Your money. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, so yes. Uh, like I said, we had plenty of drinking to do and we were doing just that. So, so from there, we made our way towards uh, World Showcase a little bit more. And we went to one of the newer booths that just debuted a couple of weeks ago. And that was Hawaii. So you weren't too far off, Ryan, earlier. So we went over to Hawaii. And of course, I'm a cheesecake guy. So we had to get the passion fruit cheesecake with the macadamia nuts on top of it. Uh, and then I wanted to get the, the pork slider because I heard some great things. It has a pineapple chutney on top of it. And this slider was super good. I would say skip the impossible slider at... If you, you know, if you only want one slider, uh, skip the slider at, uh, from uh, flavors from fire and, and just get this pork slider instead from Hawaii, uh, because it is that much better. Uh, it's Kahlua pork. Mm. Uh, it's got sweet and sour, dull pineapple chutney and a spicy mayonnaise on top for five seventy five. It's cheaper, uh, than the, than the impossible one. And, uh, I think it was, I think it was better. And then the passion fruit cheesecake, like I said, had the toasted macadamia nuts on it for four seventy five. Perfect treat uh super mm. super good uh that sounds good i have that yeah. mm-hmm. uh and then we uh for our um for the rest of our food uh, activities we went over to we walked all the way over to the uk and uh sat outside just uh just before the rosen crown uh one of our favorite places at epcot uh, fine establishment i must say yes uh so much so that we we actually made a a Rosen Crown jersey. You can go sport it. Your favorite club from Rosen Crown uh, over in offthemonorails.com. Just go check out in the shop. Um, but we got the uh, we got the warm chocolate cake. And I don't oh. know if you guys have had this before, uh, but it's a warm chocolate pudding cake with Irish cream liqueur custard for four seventy five, uh, and then. Uh, down the hatch me boys yep, washed it down with the guinness bailey's coffee shake as you should have oh. absolutely uh tell me that was a out-of-body experience these two together are may arguably be the best thing at the festival uh these are both uh wow these have both a, been a at the festival for for a few years now and uh yeah this uh the warm chocolate pudding cake i uh, granted i haven't had all the sweet treats there's well there's only a few more at the festival including the uh the carrot cake that you can find over in america pavilion uh but i'm not really a carrot cake guy and if i want some carrot cake i'll probably just go to the trolley car cafe in hollywood studios and just get that one the sandwich you know this that has the, yeah, the sandwich that one. with the the cream in the middle of it uh this is the way yeah so i can get that at any time pretty much so I would just go over to the Ireland booth and get this warm chocolate pudding cake. Uh, it's it's super creamy, like the way that you're. Oh, it's just so good. And then that yeah, the Guinness Bailey's coffee shake. I literally don't even need to say anything. Just it's twelve dollars, so just it is more it. expensive, right? It's twelve it bucks, and it's it's probably only a eight ounce drink, maybe uh, six to eight ounces, uh, which probably. is also ridiculous. So, but 
It's got a higher price point, but is my gosh, it's so good. Very tasty. That's why you hit this one towards the end of the day. So when you get a few more drinks in you, that the price doesn't seem as outlandish. <laughs> yeah, and the sun was definitely uh, going down by this point, so it was. Uh, you know, we were we were we we were fine with the decisions being made. We'll we'll say that. <laughs> um, but then we got into the that part of the evening where uh, we were incredibly full because we had eaten what felt like everything. Um, and basically it was half of, half of it, um, that, yeah, not even half of it. Uh, but, uh, we got into the, in the mood to go ride a few rides. I got to take my wife on Soren for the first time. Uh, oh, what? Yeah. Cause we always have the kids with us. So she's never, she's never gone on it. Oh, and wow. so, uh, we were able so, to do a writer's reaction. swap and, and uh, she, I mean, she liked it. She liked it a lot. She, all the smells. Uh, we got, uh, Concourse B. Row two, yes. we got row two, uh, um, but we are at the very end. Uh, so, and it was maybe a fifteen minute wait. So, not not bad at oh, all. Yeah. Anytime that's a fifteen minute wait, that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it nice was work, good. Pal. Like I said, we got to do. <laughs> uh, we got to do rider swap. So I got to go twice. Um, got uh, got same same section on the second go around too. But uh, but yeah, it was it's it's always good to get on Soren and hadn't been on it for a while. Uh, probably been over a year since I've been on Soren, so uh, it was it was good to get back on there and uh, you know see the leaning Eiffel Tower. So, man, you got to put those little beauties away twice. Yes, look at you. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that rounded out our evening. I, I did. You know, we did get to see a glimpse of the journey of water uh, at night, yeah. uh, which some of the elements are actually like lit up and glowing at night too. Uh, nice. so that was cool. And, and you probably get a better look at now. The walls were still up. Uh, actually the Monday, this was a Saturday night, the Monday after we left, uh, the walls actually came down yep. around that area. So in front so, of the seas pavilion, it's all open. Yes. Yeah. So, it looks uh, great. so, but it was cool to see some of the, some of the features lit up with, for the first time we hadn't seen that. Uh, so, and then, you know, we just walked yeah, yeah. out of the park as the, uh, as the fireworks are going off. So it's really really cool stuff and you know take in uh take in spaceship earth as you as you do so yep which one of the one again, of the few good things that came from the 50th anniversary absolutely 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 hands down so that wrapped up saturday and then sunday it was uh it was back to it fellas so we started our day at a brand new spot never visited uh for a meal and that was a little establishment on the boardwalk known as Trattoria Al Forno. Oh. Um, so you're looking for a little breakfast place. You know, this, it, you know, it's very, it's much more popular of, you know, of, for dinner service. Uh, but we decided to give it a try uh, because not only do, is it on the boardwalk and you got to take in some nice scenery early in the morning, uh, but we can walk directly into the gates to Epcot and uh, go visit for, you know, for a couple hours before heading back home. So Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. So don't threaten me with a good time. Yes. And, you know, we like to do uh, we like to try a lot of different things for science purposes. So uh, the the menu, while it's not very large, uh, it had some interesting things that we wanted to try. Uh, so uh, we got actually ordered a couple of different entrees just to try it for the people. Uh, so uh, I got the frittata it's an egg white frittata with uh, with goat cheese and spinach. Um, and this was really good, really light dish. 
Uh, it was served with fruit as well. So it's a nice, fresh way to start your day. Um, I also followed that up with the uh, tiramisu bread pudding. So clear opposite end of the spectrum, uh, which they kind of did it up as like, imagine uh, basically bread pudding with the elements of tiramisu. So a little bit of, you know, cinnamon and chocolate and coffee flavors, and then griddled up French toast style. That's how it was. Um, was it my favorite? No, it was not. Uh, actually, the best thing on the table for this meal, my mom got, at least in my opinion, the best thing on the table. And it was the breakfast pizza, uh, which had uh, eggs, sausage, bacon, peppers. Uh, it was super good. And so if you're a fan of breakfast pizzas, especially from back in the day, you know, we used to Get those, man. Those school, those school breakfast pizzas slapped a little oh, different. They used too. to hit different. Oh man, um, that that was the best thing to me, in my opinion, on on that menu. So, um, the price point was fair. Uh, I think you know the all the dishes averaged about fifteen, sixteen bucks for for each one. Uh, my wife's uh, meal was the steak and egg, so it was like twenty three dollars. I would probably skip this one for breakfast if I'm being completely honest. I don't think I would I don't think I would spend the money on this. Uh I you know the debate was do we go here or do we go to to uh Steakhouse 71 uh, for breakfast? <laughs> oh <Holy> shit. <laughs> well, and you know I wanted the convenience. It was it was one of those cuz like all right, I could park, I could be at Steakhouse 71. I can probably stay parked at Contemporary and take the you know, take the monorail to yeah. the ETC, then take it over to Epcot and do my thing there and then take it back. I was like, man, for the convenience of being able to walk into World Showcase from the back, yeah. you know, International Gateway right there from the boardwalk. It was just much easier to do that. Um, and so we uh, we took the chance on it. And nonetheless, you know, we probably won't be back for breakfast, um, probably if ever. It just wasn't that great at all um maybe i mean maybe for that breakfast pizza if we're staying at the boardwalk maybe um but it'd be uh it, it's yeah it's not going to be one for, for us that we frequent yeah, especially when you got kate may waving across the lake to you like here exactly. i am exactly i mean it's much different price point right like oh yeah i think collectively for breakfast like i said i got an extra entree because i just wanted to be able to try it and let people know what you know what the menu offers uh but I think we paid, I think it's like 120 bucks or so. So it's definitely less than if we had taken the, you know, our party of five over to Cape May for breakfast, you know, which is a character dining. So it's going to be naturally more expensive. And it's also, uh, you know, all you care to enjoy. But yeah, to that point, Ryan, yeah, I would, I would probably pay the extra money if I'm, if I'm feeling that, you know, feeling that hungry for sure. Well, it, it's, it's rare that, you get a negative breakfast review on this show, but you know, we're not here to lie to people. So if it's not good to us, we're going to, yeah, we're going to tell yeah, you how it is. So correct. Yeah. Fully believe in that. We don't want you to waste your money uh, on it. So I, I did, I learned from it and now everyone listening can learn from it as well. So, but uh, from there, we literally walked, did what, we, what I said we we're going to do. We walked right into international gateway and uh, made a beeline for a couple of rides to let the food kind of settle in. 
uh, let the uh, it was like right at 11 o'clock at this point. So we were letting the food booths kind of open up, you know. Uh, so we went and rode Figment and uh, we went and rode uh, uh, Finding Nemo. Uh, so just to just to kind of, you know, let the juices flow. And like I said, it's only these were all walk ons too. Uh, it's 11 o'clock and no one's on these rides. Uh, so super, super easy uh, to to get on. And then uh, from there, guys, I'm going to tell you, this was Sunday. We were. I, we were walking on the surface of the sun. It was brutal, <laughs> brutally hot. Um, so much so that I, had, I don't doubt it. I had planned on eating a few different things uh, that day, even following the breakfast that I had. Um, but I, I actually only made room for one dish uh, on on Sunday, mm. and that was it was that bad, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, I did. Of course, however, I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity as I walked past the Kenya booth. Mm. I was not going to walk past Kenya booth and not stop for the beef tenderloin. Oh, yeah. Um, still out of the whole Solid choice. Out of the whole weekend. My favorite thing, my favorite dish, the coffee rub beef. It, you could taste the flavor, the accompaniment, the like the I forget what, exactly what they call it, but it's like the grit like uh, thing underneath. You know, it's basically grits. Super, it's like super mashed flavorful. potatoes almost to me. Yeah, but it was, but it's a, it's got a, a grit consistency. It's yeah, yeah, like a mashed couscous. Not no, I forget what it's called. It's, but oh yeah, so it's the uh, it's the the sweet potato corn mealy pop. Uh, yeah, that's the. It's so good with the slaw there too, and then yeah. you get that smoked coffee flavor. It's just. You can't, you cannot pass that up for six fifty. Uh, it's it's a great dish. Um, it's a steal. I it was even better. I love you compare it. it with the Tusker Lager. Hmm. It, I know. R.I.P. Um, yeah, and so that was the only food item I got. I I did get uh, the uh, I did stop at the Alps booth and grab the uh, one of the beers there. The uh, the Key Lime Rattler from Steigl Brewery. Oh uh, yeah, Austria. Super, super good Rattler. If you like key lime and you like lime flavor, this is for you because it is very lime forward. Super, super kind of punchy, um, but it's, I mean, it's a Rattler. So it's, and it's, it's basically half lime juice uh, and half beer. So it's very much, uh, you know, if you don't like lime, uh, this is probably not for you, but man, did it, was it the perfect beer for that super, super hot day? I mean, it was just great but uh other than that we kind of we basically were finished making our round back 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 over to the international gateway and uh left from there and we were homeward bound but uh just a really good weekend uh, it was you know some things go a little bit out of plan right but this festival is super super long it's going to go till mid-november so guess what we'll be back several times to uh to try more on our list i got you know i've got the list stored right here on my phone and uh, we'll be back to uh, take notes and and let people know what we what we thought so overall i thought we were, it was pretty good there are some things that you know i really wanted to try and i tried them and i probably won't try them again and probably won't spend my money on them again <laughs> And then there's others that really surprise me and um, we'll be back. And then there's others also that 
like the like the beef from Kenya, where I already know that it's it, it's been really good in the past and it continues to be good, and I will probably get it again on another visit. So uh, it's just uh, it, the the festival offers a lot. There's a lot of new things we still have to get to, uh, but for the first experience, I thought it was a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, now, hopefully, my goal is to at least get to food and wine once before it ends. And that way I can give number one, Jordan, some relief and try some things and fill in the blanks where he didn't get things. And uh, then I also will be, I want to try and get the beginning of festival of the holidays, which will be very shortly after food and wine wraps up. So yeah. I've got some big plans once, uh, once my schedule frees up a little bit and um, yeah, I, that's awesome coverage, man. Thank you for, uh, for going out there and, Spending all that money and taste testing things that are good and aren't good. But, you know, this is part of it. It's what we've been doing now for, you know, the past couple of years. So it's just part of the brand. Yeah, we know more because of your efforts, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, and I'll have, of course, have video, photos, all this on our socials. So be sure to be sure if you're not following us already, follow us at Off the Monorails on all the channels, especially on Instagram, TikTok. You name it, we're we're on there. Uh, but we'll be sharing some of this out there as well for you guys just to take it all in. And uh, like I said, we'll be back uh, probably multiple times for, with my efforts, with Ryan's efforts and Justin. So we'll uh, we'll have more coverage. And uh, But yeah, if you get a chance, I mean, at least go. Go to the festival. I think there's enough new things um, for for at least to, to go and, and check it out. So out of, out of the last five years, what do you give this year's offering? Like a grade based on what I've had so far. I mean, it's better than last year's offering. I'll say that I can't really give it a grade because I don't think I've had enough yet. And there's still boost coming. Okay. There's still boost to come in in September. Yep. So uh, so I'll I'll like to you know experience some of those, too, because uh, they have all new offerings there. And so, yeah, I mean. I, you know, like I said, Justin, it's hard for me to grade, but my experience at food and wine this year was already better than my experience last year and probably the year prior. That's why I'm, I'm trying to group in like the last five years. Cause we saw it pre COVID and then post COVID. Yeah. So how, how, how's it grading in that regard? Yeah. It's probably the best it's been in a few years. If you just want to take it from perspective. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, there were some, of course I, there's a lot of more, there's more beers for me to try, uh, especially from Belgium and Germany. But, uh, you know, like a, a couple of years back, me and Ryan, you know, we got to share some beers at, over in the American Pavilion. Uh, and, you know, that was one of the highlights for me of that festival, just the experience alone. But also, too, they had some great beers over there. And so yeah. while some of the food was lacking, they, they were making up for it in some of the drink options. And I think that it's it's getting more balanced and I think that they're trying new things. Like we mentioned in our preview episode, it's nice to see new things on these menus and some creative things. And sometimes they don't work like the, the, the chocolate tart with barbecue crust, but sometimes it does. And so I, um, you know, like I said, I'm interested to get back and, and try more of the releases and really kind of give it a, a true, a true grade. Uh, but so far, you know, I'll, I'll go back and visit and they'll get more of my money. Uh, but, uh, yeah, pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Well, that about wraps things up as far as our first taste of food and wine goes. But before we get out of here, we want to 
be sure to let you know about some of our great partners that we are working with. And you can find all of our affiliate links in our episode description. So uh, I'd like to start off with our friends at Expedition Roasters. They are a uh, coffee company that produces pop culture inspired and theme parks inspired flavors. Uh, they are fantastic people to work with. They make great coffee. Uh, they actually rolled out some new flavors for spooky season. Uh, we've already talked about the werewolf's howling chocolate chili and the mummy's cursed blueberry cobbler, the the count's strawberry shortcake, and then Frankenstein's electrified espresso. Um, I think between Jordan and I, we have gotten all four of these new flavors from the past couple orders that we've done now. Um, but they've also rolled out a new one. Yeah, they're great. They have rolled out a new one now, though, that is Nightmare Before Christmas inspired, and it is called the Pumpkin Spice King. And the bag looks sick. Like it has like a Jack Skellington character with a pumpkin head, and it's got like some gravestones and stuff in front of them. So the artwork on their bags is out of this world, and the coffee inside of them is even better. But um, that uh, that pumpkin king spot, that pumpkin spice king, fantastic coffee, by the way. Oh, I just you got, got my, it. I just got my new shipment in uh, uh, nice. a couple of days ago, and it is fantastic, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, not too not too sweet, like not too overpowering of like the pumpkin spice, like just a really good. I drink it black, uh, and it's as you should super good. It's really good to me. It's not no not sweet, just a hint of flavor. Uh, which I appreciate, right? It doesn't taste artificial or anything like that, like a lot of these yeah. other coffees do. So yeah, super, super good. Yeah, and they even have like a, like a coconut rum or a bourbon streusel. They have alcohol-inspired flavors, and they are very uh, forward with the flavoring. Like it's not overpowering, but it's real flavor. It's not like like Jordan said, it's not this synthetic kind of fake flavoring substitute thing. Uh, it's the real deal. But regardless, they have uh, decaf roast as well but you can get whole bean uh, ground uh, but no matter what you do be sure and use our code at checkout off the monorails and that'll save you 10 percent on all orders in the future as long as you use this code through our affiliate link and if you get your order up to 65 dollars and above you will get free shipping on that so you might as well save as much money as you can and get you you know seven or eight bags of some kick-ass coffee uh pairing with that we also have our friends at 1901 Kindle co uh, these folks are a local company owned here in Northeast Florida and uh, pairing with the spooky season, uh, they've got some fantastic candles. The follow main street is one you don't want to sleep on the black flame, the spooky pumpkin. I could go on and on uh, caramel apple cauldron. They are fantastic candles. They last a long time and why not support a small local business here in northeast florida as well so go visit them at 1901candleco.com then at checkout use our discount code off the rails 15 to save 15 percent on your checkout order and that's again 1901candleco.com and as mentioned you can find all these affiliates uh in our episode description links there uh including a link to our patreon if you want to learn more and become part of Everything going on there, including the new uh, Ahsoka series and recap uh, episodes exclusively found there. Uh, go looking forward to go that. check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. So love to have you join us. Absolutely. And also, before we go, uh, just a reminder, if you're not following us on any of our socials, that being Instagram, TikTok, Twitter or threads, whatever you want to call it, uh, X, whatever names these things are anymore, <laughs> Um <laughs> you're you're going to find us mostly on Instagram and TikTok. Those are our daily drivers, but then also uh, YouTube. So 
we're beefing up the YouTube stuff. We're, we're dipping our toe into the long form content. So yeah. uh, just be, be on the lookout for that. And, um, you know, be sure you're subscribed to us following, give us a comment, shoot us a message. We love hearing from you guys. Just uh, any type of engagement, we'll take it. Uh, we, we love doing what we do. And uh, whenever you guys reach out to us, it makes it feel even that much more rewarding. And last but not least, don't forget to visit us on your podcast platform. Give us a star rating if that allows you or leave a brief comment about it. It's just going to help us reach more and more people like yourselves. And overall, that's exactly what we want to do is reach more audiences and help guide them and steer them in the right direction for their trip planning to Walt Disney World and the theme parks. Absolutely. And um, fellas, that about wraps things up for this episode. Um, I can't wait to get back to the drawing boards and we go do it all again next week. So what do you guys think? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, uh, that being said, we'll catch you guys next week. I'm Ryan. I'm Justin. And I'm Jordan. And this is Off the Monorails. (laughs) 